Episode 244 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you by classical music streaming app Adagio and by cloud accounting software FreshBooks. You can try my new favorite music streaming app, Adagio, free for 14 days, then pay just $9.99 per month when you subscribe. Visit readtoleadpodcast.com slash classical to start your free trial now. And for a free 30-day trial of my favorite cloud accounting software, FreshBooks, visit freshbooks.com slash readtolead. I believe our associates come first, and I look at it as a triangular relationship. We take care of our people, our people then take care of our guests, and our guests take care of our company. Hi there, and welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. This is the podcast that's dedicated to your personal and professional growth. My name is Jeff Brown, and I started the show out of a belief that if you want to be successful in business and in life, you have to be a lifelong learner. And to that, I think intentional and consistent reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast is my attempt to distill the best insights from the best business minds and books and to bring the gold nuggets to busy leaders like you. Today, our journey takes us to Columbus, Ohio, and a chat with Cameron Mitchell. His brand new book out now is called Yes is the Answer. What is the question? How faith in people and a culture of hospitality built a modern American restaurant company. I'll be asking Cameron to share about how someone with his troubled upbringing managed to turn things around, how he maintains excellent employee retention rates in an industry notorious for high turnover, his advice on achieving success and longevity in business, and much, much more. It truly is a dishroom to boardroom story, a fascinating story at that and a book that I think you'll get tons of value from. Speaking of value, there's tons of value in free trials, and I have two of them available for you today. And both of these services, by the way, are services that I use and personally endorse. And the first one I want to tell you about is my new favorite music streaming app. It's called Idagio, I-D-A-G-I-O. It's a classical music streaming app. I get a lot out of it, especially when I'm trying to do focused work, when I want to have music in the background, but not to be distracted, you know, with things like lyrics, for example. I love listening to classical music to help me focus. That's just one of the ways I use it. I also listen to it uh, during some of my morning runs. And the great thing about Adagio is its focus on classical music. For so many music streaming apps, if you're a classical music fan, you know that classical music for those other apps is an afterthought. Well, it's front and center for Adagio. And one of its best features, I think, is the search function that can filter music and compositions by composer, by work, by conductor, by orchestra, by period, by genre. You can make your own playlists. You can discover new content via their expertly curated playlists or use their mood player to find tracks fitting a specific mood like happy, relaxed, sad, melancholic, etc., I could go on and on. Lots of things to love about Adagio. One of the best things right now is it's free to try for two solid weeks. And you pay just $9.99 a month after that if you decide to continue the trial. To try it out right now, go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash classical. Again, that's a free 14-day trial. Nothing to lose, nothing to risk. See if you like it and then decide if you want to continue. Again, that address is readtoleadpodcast.com slash classical. 
If you know me at all and know much about my business, you know that I don't like dealing with numbers any more than I have to. And that's why I love my cloud accounting software solution, FreshBooks, because it makes working with the numbers easy. And I need, trust me, I need easy. Whether you run your own business or even if you're just working a side hustle in the margins of life and you need a way to invoice clients, I can't think of a better way to do that than with FreshBooks. In fact, you can create branded invoices in less than 30 seconds. Clients can make payments online, which results in you being paid fast. The FreshBooks dashboard puts everything at a glance. Reports are super simple. You can even set up automated late payment reminders and much more. No risk, no obligation when you try FreshBooks free and get access to all those features and more for 30 days. Just go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead. Enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash read to lead. Check it out free for 30 days right now. Cameron Mitchell is a lifelong entrepreneur and an accomplished businessman. He graduated from the Culinary Institute of America when he was 22 and has developed 18 different restaurant concepts, including Mitchell's Fish Market and Mitchell's Steakhouse, a total of 22 restaurants that were sold to Ruth's Hospitality Group for $92 million in 2008. To this day, Cameron Mitchell Restaurants remains independent and privately held, recognizing over $300 million in combined annual revenue from its food service operations, consisting of 60 restaurants, Cameron Mitchell Premier Events, the Bud Dairy Food Hall, and its sister company, the Rusty Bucket Restaurant and Tavern. Cameron's new book is called Yes is the Answer. What is the question? How Faith in People and a Culture of Hospitality Built a Modern American Restaurant Company. I'm loving the book and I'm thrilled to have him here today. Cameron, welcome officially to Read Delete. Thank you. Glad to be here with you. Well, I think a lot of people would be shocked to learn of some struggles you had as a young man in light of all that you've accomplished since then, Cameron. So I got to ask, how does a high school dropout and a teenage runaway become a nationally renowned restaurateur and, and connected to that? How did your early life shape how you run your business and how you lead? Well, how I got to here from there was uh, a pivotal moment in my life. I was just working for beer money, uh, <laughs> living with my mom and restaurants. And, and one day during shift change, uh, I had an epiphany. Time froze. It was pandemonium in the kitchen. I looked across the kitchen and I said, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. So I went home and wrote out those goals when I was 19. And I wanted to be president of a restaurant company. And I was going to go to the Culinary Institute of America. And I had a bunch of interim goals along the way. And uh, that really set me on the path. So uh, that's kind of how that happened, if you mm-hmm. will. And um, how that the, the tough upbringing I've had. And, and uh, starting from nothing and uh, struggling in my life and having, uh, you know, trying to hold on to a job and all those things. Uh, I think it really helped me hone my leadership skills. So, you know, I have a lot of empathy for people. I care tremendously for people. I, I want to give back to people because, you know, I had nothing. I came from nothing. So I know what that's like. And um, so I think it's helped uh, me tremendously, uh, especially within a people business like we are in, in the restaurant business. Well, I'd be curious to know what the philosophy, Cameron, of the title of the book means mm-hmm. to you. Yes is the answer. What is the question? What does that philosophy ultimately mean? Also, it means if there's a way we can do it, we will. Uh, it's an overwhelming attitude that mm-hmm. we have and our people have of taking care of each other, taking care of our guests. You know, yes requires action. Usually no requires no action. It's always harder to say yes, we can do something than it is to say no. So it's a prevailing attitude. With that said, it doesn't mean you can 
carry a gun to work. It doesn't mean, you know, you can sexually harass your workmates, etc. But it's a prevailing attitude that we have all throughout the company. You know, I hear companies more and more talking about putting their, their people first, but it's not something I don't think you hear a lot about typically in the restaurant industry. How has the culture of putting your associates first helped you as a company? Well, I think typically, you know, CEOs of uh, restaurant business, the retail business, we've heard it all the time that, you know, the guest comes first, that phrase. And uh, I don't believe in that. Um, I believe our associates come first. And I look at it as a triangular relationship. Uh, we take care of our people. Our people then take care of our guests, and our guests take care of our company. Uh, but we have a direct relationship with our people. I, I say uh, all the time our company is built by its people for its people. I'm a, not a stuffed shirt. I've got ketchup in my blood, and hmm. we don't have, uh, you know, we're not a publicly held company. We're not beholden to a private equity firm. Uh, yes, we have some investors, but uh, it starts with uh, the associate comes first and building our company for its people by its people. Well, you're in an industry that it's known for its you know, high turnover rates, but Cameron Mitchell Restaurants has some of the highest retention rates in the mm-hmm. industry. What's been your secret there? Well, I think, you know, last year we experienced 5% management turnover, and it's interesting. They don't pay bonuses either. We take care of our people and we presume they're going to do an A-plus job until they prove us otherwise. Mm-hmm. We pay people very well and I tell people all the time, all you have to, one has to do is look to their right or look to their left in our company and you'll see a shining example of someone who's built their career with our company and we've got dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of stories of people who <laughs> start with us as an hourly wage or at 30000 as a starting manager years ago and now making six-figure incomes or more. And it's just, uh, that is very powerful and very motivating to people. When people realize the more they put into our company, the more they'll get out, it, it's uh, totally empowering for them. Mm. Well, I think a lot of leaders, Cameron, would be uncomfortable with one idea you write about in the book when you say that they should regularly tell employees about the state of the company's finances, especially when it's bad news. Why, why do you feel so strongly about that? Well, we believe in transparency across the board, and I share, mm-hmm. I speak to groups of associates, you know, dozens of times a year, and uh, they appreciate my candor. They appreciate mm-hmm. hearing straight from the horse's mouth, you know, how we're doing, where we're going, what we're doing. And when they hear that, and they hear that honesty, they believe in the mission, and they believe in what we're doing. And, and uh, they know I'm not trying just to manipulate them or puff them up or put false stories in play, etc. And if, it, if it's uh, going to it's tough, the tough get going. I mean, sometimes we have to be brutally honest with people and say, you know, we need our, your help here. And the power of the people is unbelievable. When they get behind you, there's nothing that can stop us. And uh, we, we uh, treasure that. So, so many businesses struggle, so many fail, so many restaurants uh, certainly do not succeed. But you've just celebrated your 25th anniversary. What's your advice for entrepreneurs for achieving that kind of longevity? From the very beginning, I've said I want to build a company that's going to be around for 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years, mm. long after I'm in the big restaurant in the sky. And <laughs> and it starts with our culture and values. I wrote that culture and values out in the very beginning before we ever opened one restaurant. And we've lived by those culture and values uh, since day one. They've never changed. They never will change. And that is extremely powerful. And so we're not trying to get just to the next restaurant opening or just to do this by then or survive or whatever. We know we're going to make mistakes, but the end goal is a culture and values driven organization that's going to be here for many, many years. And, 
and, and people see that and they believe that and they can count on that, that's when they start sticking with you for 10, 15, 20 years and building their careers for the company and building their future with the company. Mm. Talk to me about the, the five pillars uh, connected to that, that that you wrote down all those years ago that you still live by today. Can you unpack those? Sure. I think those five pillars, in my opinion, will do well for any business or any individual. And, and as first question is, we, we need to ask ourselves, uh, what do we want to be? And we want to be an extraordinary restaurant company. And by definition, it's the opposite of ordinary. So well, there's hundreds of things we do across the company that are extraordinary and the opposite of ordinary. Secondly, we need to decide who we are. And we define ourselves as great people delivering genuine hospitality. And that's simply put, we all know great people. Delivering means someone's receiving uh, genuine from the heart hospitality and hospitality is defined as how we treat guests in our own home. So we define ourselves as great people delivering genuine hospitality. The third pillar is really what is our mission? You know, and our mission is very simple. It's to thrive with both cultural and fiscal responsibility. Job number one is our cultural responsibility and job number 1A is our fiscal responsibility. And I call that a 51-49 relationship. We want to drive profit, drive profit hard. We measure ourselves against all the publicly held restaurant companies and Roy's in the upper 10 percentile in terms of percentage of profit. Uh, so profit's very important to us, but we will not do it at the expense of our culture and values. If we need to leave a dollar on the table, not to sacrifice our culture and values, that's what we'll do. So that's our mission. And the fourth pillar is what is our role? We have almost 5,000 associates today in Cameron Mitchell restaurants, many different job descriptions, but we all have the same role. And that's to make raving fans of the five groups of people we do business with. First and foremost, our fellow associates, our guests, our purveyors, our partners in our community. And we believe that uh, you have to belong to one of those five constituencies to have any interaction with Cameron Mitchell restaurants. So if we can make raving fans of those five groups of people, then we'll make raving fans of everybody we come in contact with. Mm. And then the fifth uh, pillar is what is our goal? And now, of course, we're in business. We have hundreds of goals. Uh, some are hourly, daily, monthly, weekly uh, to open this restaurant well, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And those goals come and go. But the one goal that stays the same 24-7-365 is to be better today than we were yesterday and better tomorrow than we are today. And that, by definition, is uh, a culture of change. You simply cannot be better at something today than you were yesterday and better at that tomorrow than you are today without continual improvement and continuing to get better at our craft and continuing to push ourselves. Mm. It also serves as our insurance policy because we are somewhat of a successful restaurant company today. I think anybody would concur with that. And by virtue of being better tomorrow than we are today, by virtue of that alone, tomorrow will be more of a successful restaurant company than we are today. So those five pillars really become the backbone of our culture along with eight core values. And, and then the final piece is, yes is the answer, what's the question? So that makes up our culture and values. And I think that has been the true key to our success to, uh, for being here 25 years and, and, and going for more. You mentioned uh, goals, and sometimes those goals can be on the a little bit on the ambitious side. Some might even use the word uh, risky. Cameron's a big believer in taking risks and has taken his share along the way. Some have worked out and, and some have not. Uh, Cameron, talk about the impact the risks that didn't pay off have had on you? How, how have they changed you? Well, we write about in the book, we, we had two episodes where we uh, uh, really took on a tremendous amount of growth and we effectively overgrew the company and it was, it was somewhat reckless. And, and that caused severe hardship, certainly on our bank accounts, certainly on our performance, certainly on our people. And uh, today, I'll never do that again. 
Mm. We'll never push the growth accelerator so much uh, going forward that it puts our people and our company in harm's way. So it's really helped um, uh, make me uh, uh, and my leadership a little more conservative going forward. Well, you have one thing in common with me, if, if not maybe a few others, but one I discovered as I was reading the book is you were fired from your first job, as was I. Why do you believe that was the, the best thing that ever happened to you, looking back on it? Well, my boss, my first job, real restaurant job after college, I started the company as a sous chef, became executive chef, general manager. And uh, we had one restaurant when I started and we ended up having six by the time I left. And I was the operations manager for all six of those restaurants. And um, I was getting frustrated. That company was owned by some wealthy local businessmen and they, it wasn't their first priority. It was We were a hip pocket business to them and that was making me increasingly frustrated. And then, because um, I had bigger aspirations and bigger goals uh, for the company and then secondly my boss the operating partner was um, a great guy and my early mentor but he was a micromanager and uh, he was becoming increasingly frustrating to work with as the company kind of outgrew him mm-hmm. and so I started to hit my head on the ceiling and I was in a local restaurant one night on a Friday night chef owned restaurant at nine o'clock and the place was packed and the chef was out working the dining room the dinner rush was over and I had another epiphany I said you know this is it I'm gonna start my own restaurant company so So my goal went from literally in a matter of seconds from being president of a restaurant company to president of a restaurant company, which I was going to start. So and that was in May of 1992. And I in my exuberance, I told a few friends and a few people that what I was thinking of doing, what I was going to do. And and I was planning on leaving that job within six months to a year and getting my ducks in a row and saving up a little more money, et cetera, and getting my plan in place. And uh, my boss heard about that and he couldn't have his right hand man with one eye you know, hmm. forward and one eye outside the company. And I understood that. And so when I walked in the office that Saturday morning, he said, uh, this is going to be the best day, but one of the best things that ever happened to you in best days of your life. And he says, as of immediately, you're no longer with the company. And so he did it out of love and concern. He says, it's time for you to fly. You know, it's time for you to, to move on. And um, so I got pushed out the door, you know, faster than I wanted to and a little unexpectedly. And But I got up Monday morning. That was Saturday morning. I got up Monday morning with my legal pad and pen and got started on uh, building the company. Company. Been doing the same thing ever since. I will say too, in the last job that I held, I had made plans to leave, and that decision was made for me before I had the chance to uh, mm-hmm. uh, to make it. And I've been unemployed ever since and enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell my wife, I uh, quote, "Go to work," but I really haven't gone to work uh, in 25 years. I love what I do, so it's uh, been fabulous. Well, as you invest time into training the next generation of leaders, Cameron, what innovative and creative approaches are you attempting in order to attract young people? Well, as I get into what I call the fourth quarter of my career, uh, I've got 38 years in the restaurant business. and. I might get another 12 or so if I'm lucky. We'll see. Or maybe some overtime. Who knows? But uh, the two words that are relevant to me over this next quarter of my career is uh, strategy and stewardship. And those are the two words I'm focused on the most. And it's strategy for the company and and setting the company up and growing the company and continuing to so we make sure we reach the next 25 years. And and stewardship involves so many different things. And it's really about uh, young people. I've got a number of initiatives underway. We just announced 
past, I've been working on the past four or five years to build a new 80,000 square foot hospitality management school at Columbus State. And we're the lead donor and I uh, chair the uh, private fundraising for that uh, school. And it'll be called the Hospitality Management School at Columbus State at Mitchell Hall. And so that's pretty rewarding. We're very actively involved in that, not just to get it open. That'll be next year. It's under construction now, but we'll lean into that for many, many more years to come and helping develop that uh, curriculum and, and everything within that school. And, and our goal is to make that, you know, to one of the top hospitality management culinary schools in the country. Then we've got our Bud Dairy Food Hall opening up here next next year. We've got 10 young entrepreneurs we're putting in place. And our goal there is to, A, be a successful business, but B, our really primary goal there is to help these young budding entrepreneurs. Our hope is that one or two or three of those come out into bricks and mortar uh, restaurants of their own that we help them foster and help them develop. And, and then this is our third session of our young leaders group within our company. So we've got 18 young managers identified this year. They're working with our executive team side by side and in, in, uh, curating and developing two new projects of ours. So they'll see them from start to finish and, and very much involved in all the decision making for these new restaurants and these new concepts. And so it's very rewarding for them and brings them closer and it gets them the opportunity to get to know and work closely with senior management where they normally wouldn't have that. And I've got a group of them coming into my office uh, this Saturday, as a matter of fact, from uh, two to five and we'll sit and break bread and talk shop for three hours and they have my undivided attention and pick my brain and the first two classes have been very successful we've uh, had a number of general managers and executive chefs graduate out of the, that group and i've started a uh, restaurant form group it meets every two months with seven young restaurateurs in columbus they all have one two or three restaurants here in columbus and uh, i meet with them for four or five hours we break bread and talk shop and i help them you know transfer and share my knowledge with them and experience and ultimately I learn from them which I do from everybody but it's just great for them and try to help them avoid some of the pitfalls that I did along the way mistakes that I did along the way so trying to pass that on with them too so just anywhere any way I can any shape way or form I can to give back and to writing the book for example is another example of um, my my drive to share and just doing a lot uh, of that sort of work uh, going forward. I think it's really tremendous that you've not only built this this awesomely successful company, but you're uh, taking the capital uh, you, you have with that, if you will, and making sure that you're impacting generations to come mm-hmm. in all these amazing ways. I just don't see anybody else, certainly in the restaurant industry, really doing that. And I just think it, it's, it's so unique. Well, I've got a couple of questions, or at least one question I, I want to, to run by you in the time we have left that's not directly related to the book, Cameron. Before I do that, is there anything else from the book you want to make sure that we know? The book is a great two-part story. The you know the Horatio Alger story from high school dropout, runaway, and last of my class to you know building this national restaurant company. And the other half of the book is really dedicated to our company culture and values and how those come alive and, and how we put those into to work uh, to help essentially build the company that we've built here. So I hope it's a a pleasant read and I hope people can take something out of it, whether you're starting a business or you're in a restaurant business, you're in a service business, or uh, just want to read a good story. Hopefully uh, people will find any or all of the above uh, with the book. Uh, Yes is the answer. What's the question? Well, I know books had a big impact on you as you embarked on this uh, this new phase of life as a, as a young man all those years ago. I'd love to know what one or two or even three books uh, you would be willing to recommend that we check out that, that you just think are, are books that everybody should read. First of all, I talk about in my book about Jim Collins and, and mm. good 
great. That was very monumental to us and, and helped us focus our energies. And that was a precursor to eventually uh, Mitchell's Fish Market, building up to 22 restaurants and selling them to Ruth Chris for $92 million. So that was a big thing. And I lost a lot of that to Jim Collins. And I've been a disciple of his for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I, I really call them categories of books. But, uh, uh, you know, I love Pat Lencion. Uh, his his books, any one of his books, I've read them all, I think, are, are fabulous. And then for me in particular, I read as many of the books from my, you know, who became mentors in my life. You know, an old book Dave Thomas wrote called Dave's Way or Norm Brinker uh, on the Brink. And, and some of these heroes of mine in the restaurant business and, and read their books and their stories and, and have captured a little bit of their lives and how I run my life. So those were uh, very important to me. And the third category of books are all the uh, the quick, easy reads, you know, the Spencer Johnsons of the world and, and uh, the One Minute Managers. And I've read all those books. And I think uh, those books in particular and some of Pat Lencion's books, those books on leadership and, and the stories are easy for anybody to understand and really incorporate into their lives. So uh, a quick trip to Barnes & Noble and look at some of those categories and look at some of those uh, books and you can get yourself a treasure trove full. And uh, then finally, I think um, Southwest Airlines book and about Herb Keller, the famed chairman and CEO of founder of Southwest. I think their model and the way they run their business has been spectacular and the way they treat their people and, uh, is uh, something we've tried to emulate also. So I think those are my, my uh, recommendations, if you will, all quite simple recommendations, but mm. I found a lot of merit in, in all those books. Well, Jim Collins and, and Pat Lincioni are two of my favorites as well. Love uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team yeah. and several yeah. other books as well. Well, Cameron's book, again, is Yes is the Answer. What is the question? How faith in people and a culture of hospitality built a modern American restaurant company. Cameron, it was a privilege having you on Read to Lead. Thank you so much for taking time out of what I, I'm sure is a very busy schedule to, to chat with us for a bit. Oh, my pleasure, Jeff. Happy to do it. You know, at first I thought Cameron might recommend a book or two, and at last count, I think he recommended seven books and or authors. So if you want to check those out and dig in a little deeper, visit the show notes page I've created just for this episode. That's at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 244 for episode 244. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can leave a comment or ask a question on that same show notes page I just mentioned, or you can email me directly, jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. Remember to consider those free trials I mentioned. There's a 14-day free trial in store for you. For my new favorite music streaming app, Adagio, visit readtoleadpodcast.com slash classical to check that out. And if you're looking for the perfect cloud accounting software solution, I have it. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days when you visit freshbooks.com slash readtolead. Well, that does it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, leaders read and readers lead. 